I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello and welcome to the COV for this Friday. Andrew, joined by Kyle. Yeah, it's been a bit of a tough week um, and that's pretty much reflected on how we're finishing today. Where are we? We're off uh, well over Almost, 1%. Yeah, well over 1%. Yeah, we've really seen the selling accelerate throughout the, fr- uh, the uh, Friday session. And uh, I'm just trying to look up where we're at for the end, uh, for the whole week. And uh, we are down, well, 2.25% is what I've got here. So... Uh, some pretty ugly stuff uh, for investors, of course. Um, doesn't need to necessarily explain too much, but that US inflation print pretty much sent everything south. Well, yeah, dictated the whole week, didn't it? Seems like a long time ago now, but um, that's clearly the focus for investors as uh, they realise that, um, well, the Fed is committed to raising rates. Question of whether it's going to be 75 or maybe even 100 basis points. We'll find out next week. Yes, we will. But uh, yeah, 75 fully baked in. And um, I think it's the last time I checked, one in five chance. So 20% of, uh, of 100 points uh, basis points coming on Thursday morning. So if they pull uh, 100 out of the, the hat with still, you know, and 80% not priced in, so to speak, uh, you know, more pain could be to come. But uh, we won't get any Fed speak. But we'll be looking out for, you know, articles in the Wall Street Journal, all those sorts of little leaks that could come through. They could tell us what's that, what's coming up. But I think there'll be a lot of trepidation going into next week. It's also prompted a lot of questions about where to for Australia, in particular the Reserve Bank. In fact, uh, RBA Governor Philip Lowe appeared before a parliamentary committee today where he was uh, cross-examined as to you know what uh, how monetary policy is, um, is uh, being determined at the moment. And he's saying, thinking the next board meeting they're considering whether it's 25 or 50 basis points. So at least he's giving us clues. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that was what we took away from the uh, initial decision uh, a couple of weeks ago. We'll get the minutes next week. But that there will be sort of a soft pivot, like a half pivot. I don't know what like a half pivot is, but uh, away from that sort of 50 basis point hikes to 25, 50 or 25 on the table for October. But I was talking to Adelaide Timbrell today um, from the ANZ on the big picture and they've effectively changed their call to being a 50 uh, at the next meeting, but it'll go to 25s from here and it'll all be about trying to keep that economy on an even keel, manage inflation with also obviously the risks of growth that are emerging. I guess if there's a pivot towards uh, incremental but lower rate hikes, it's not doing the Aussie 
dollar any favours, is it? And we've seen it tumble in recent days too. Yeah, there is really nothing for the Aussie dollar at the moment going its way. You've got weakness in commodity prices. You've got uncertainty in China. You've got a Fed that's, well, obviously very hawkish and an RBA that seems to be happy to kind of take its time in raising interest rates, at least relative to the Fed. So um, hits, uh, I don't know what it was. It was, I don't think we've hit new lows yet, but we're getting very, very we, close. We did move below 67. Yes, we're below 67. I think the low was uh, for, for um, since the start of the pandemic or, you know, the big rally that we got up to 81 cents. So it was around 66.70 or so. So we're getting very close to new lows. Um, but, yeah, plenty of headwinds for the Aussie dollar, it would seem. All right, so we talk about um, how this has all played out on uh, local markets, just given those inflationary fears where rates are heading. Uh, we saw a you know, significant tumble today too, just as far as uh, resource stocks as, as stocks are concerned. Gold, I should note too, yes. fallen to two-year lows. As a result, gold stocks hit hard. How low can it go? Yeah, well, Carl uh, Kapalinga runs, uh, well, we did micro macro crypto today also, uh, did the trade uh, as well. We had a bit of a look into some key levels for gold and we've seen a pretty key level of uh, support break. It's all a real yield story really and we've actually got 10-year um, real yields close to as high as they've been since the end of 2018 and that's when we saw a very big pivot from Powell when uh, we saw a, a very clo- near bear market for the S&P 500. With inflation this high, I don't think there'll be any pivoting. So if we keep seeing real yields go up, Gold almost inevitably has to go down and uh, it'll be interesting to see if we see more sellers coming through that we've gotten to this very key uh, level of support that has, uh, that has been broken. So just in terms of uh, large movements on the share market, um, Atlas Arteria plummeted today at one point, I think down about 16%. Mm. Uh, that is the, the toll road group, of course, making the play uh, for that Chicago Skyway um, and uh, not being well received at the point. And in fact, that is our stock of the day as uh, considered by Claude Walker and also uh, Luke Merriweather. No, Luke, Luke Merriweather, in fact. Luke, uh, he Luke, is from Merriweather. He's Luke, Luke Winchester, in fact. From Merriweather. <laughs> uh, let's have a listen to what they think of Atlas Arteria. Um, yeah, so they are down today, but I think that's probably mostly because I think the capital raising price was below the prevailing share price, as is normally the case. Um, I don't know why it said 9% there. I'm seeing 15% here. But uh, basically, I think that because shareholders can now buy, I think it's $6.30, you'd sort of expect the share price to drop. And um, that sort of reflects the fact that it's quite a large capital raising as well, I think. Um, So it's a matter of supply and demand pushing the share price today. You know, hypothetically, you'd want to own this as a dividend stock. Personally, it's not the kind of business that I study closely or have that much interest in because uh, it is a fairly capital-intensive business with the toll roads and all the maintenance costs and et cetera, et cetera, which is obviously not something that I consider that that is very attractive. Um, obviously, at least they are sort of often monopoly-esque assets. So, you know, it could be a decent company, but it's just a bit out of my wheelhouse. So a buy, a sell or a hold from you? I mean, I, I guess I'd say hold if you know what you're doing, otherwise sell. Um, that'd, be, that'd be what I... I personally wouldn't hold it. I'd prefer just hold cash. But um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad dividend stock necessarily. I just don't like that kind of capital intensity. 
Yeah, as Claude said, it's, it's a big raise um, and, and it's an interesting one because this is a business where normally you see um, a fair bit of debt used to, to, to fund these sorts of acquisitions. But in this case, you know, the three billion purchase price will be completely funded by the raise they're doing. Um, and the way these things normally work is, is, you know, a company may sound out some of its larger shareholders or some large institutions and try and get a feel as to, you know, if we were going to raise a big chunk of equity, what sort of price and, and maybe there's some, some back and forth behind the, the Chinese walls. Um, and it's a, it's a big discount, you know, 17% discount to that last traded price says that, um, you know, to, to stump up this big chunk of equity, institutions in particular um, weren't willing to do it anywhere near the prevailing, the prevailing price. So no surprise to see the reaction today. Um, management are claiming that they're acquiring a, a Chicago-based toll road, just for a bit of context. Management are claiming there'll be some um, accretion at a, at, a, at a per share level. Now, that surprises me because it's completely funded by equity. And, and I think they've paid, you know, a, a pretty top price for this asset. Um, so that accretion, if you if you read through the presentation materials, they're talking about loading that asset, loading that asset up with debt further on down the track or the cash flows from that asset being able to put more debt at the corporate level. So. As a shareholder today, you've got to take a bit of a leap of faith here with management. There's a lot of questions around what's going on. A major shareholder is potentially looking at um, taking over the whole company. They're not quite happy with how things are going. I, I, my final takeaway, Amber, like Claude, I think you hold if you're there. Like It's a defensive asset. If you're the sort of investor who owns this already, you know why you own it. It's a toll road. The toll road they've bought you know, has, a, has an 80-year um, licensed life with, with Chicago, um, oh, sorry, the Illinois government. Um, so, you know, you're there for that defensiveness, you're there for a dividend yield. If you're someone on the sidelines, you probably wait to see a few of these things wash out and just see what's going on with that major shareholder, wait to see how they implement this this acquisition. Um, but yeah, yeah, hold it, hold it if you're there. It's a whole road sort of real defensive asset. So there you go. Um, not a lot of joy just as far as that stock is concerned. All right, so let's turn our attention forward. In fact, before we go there, obviously, Carl, Carl given um, macro conditions are dominating at the moment, we did have that data done from China today as well, just in terms of what well, industrial production, actually uh, more retail, than 4% higher. Retail sales. Retail sales. Yeah, unemployment rate uh, was slightly lower. Everything was actually not too bad across the board. Um, probably doesn't tell us necessarily that uh, China's out of the woods just yet, but... Retail sales came in at 5.4% versus 3.2% expected, uh, expected fixed asset investment, 5.8% versus 5.5% uh, expected and in industrial production, 42 versus 38 So um, some solid numbers there and we're getting ever closer to the, uh, the MPC, so that's going to be very interesting. Indeed. Uh, that's coming up in a month or so. Um, interesting to see whether, the, I guess, the economy there can still reach a 3.5% target growth. Um, but also clearly a focus being on the state's economic growth, technically in recession, but uh, are they going to start feeling it? Uh, retail sales would suggest not at this point because Americans are still spending. It would seem so. Um, and again, I don't have to beat the dead horse too much. It'll be beaten for us enough next week. But um, that's uh, that uh, whole notion of the Fed having to, to be ever more aggressive um, coming through there, I think, as well. In fact, interesting, um, if you're looking at a bellwether stock, FedEx is not bad, is it? Yes, and that was a big story of today, really, wasn't it? Uh, uh, after hours, we're reporting that it's going to be pulling guidance, perhaps a canary in the coal mine. All right, so um, next week, of course, it is the big meeting. Yes, yes, yes. What's yes. your bet? I am going to say they're going to go 75. 
stick to 75 just on the basis yep. that I think 100 would shake things up a little bit too much. They want to be serious, but I, th- I think they'll uh, they'll lose their nerve and they'll go 75. But um, the big thing I think is that the terminal rate is being priced at about 4.5% now based on Fed funds futures, and that's up about a percent over the last month or so, um, give or take. That could be key because if the Fed funds rate ends up at 4.5%, that, that's ugly for the US economy and, and almost ensures, if it weren't already, a, I think a recession in the States. All right. So uh, we know what uh, that's doing to equity market. I shouldn't forget about what's going on in the crypto market too because of course, the it's merge. all been about the merge. It's been pretty hard to escape. That uh, happened yesterday. Interesting, just the price movement as far as Ether is concerned. It, it fell by about 10%. So it was, I guess, a classic situation of uh, buying the rumour, selling the fact. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, you know, you've got those bulls there that uh, say that's just a temporary blip. It's all up from here. Uh, yeah, well, as I understand it from, uh, I guess, the mechanics of it all, it went off largely without a hitch. So, Yeah, it was very complex. I think it has been compared with swapping out a, a Jumbo Jet's engine's mid-flight. And uh, <laughs> they're still flying, so uh, that's positive. It's still in the air, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my attitude whenever I get into a plane. As long as it's still in the air, then, then, then we're good. All right. Which takes us back to that hard or soft landing, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should catch the train when I go back down to Melbourne next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting busy with uh, footy finals upon us, of course. Absolutely, hey, uh, yeah. Kyle, on, on that note, uh, enjoy your footy watching this weekend. You too, Andrew. And uh, yeah, enjoy your time off. We'll do it all again on Monday. Cheers. Cheers.